Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 313. Today we are continuing our series on the best thing I ever ate. Today is the Disney's Hollywood Studios edition. But before we get into that, this episode is made possible by our brand new Patreon. If you missed our announcement last week, this is just a fun new space that we have carved out in order to give you all new things and and a deeper look into Disney storytelling and all the things that we're interested in. You can find the link to it down in our show notes or go to patreon.com slash detour to Neverland. We only have one tier. It's $5 a month and the first 25 people to sign up for the Patreon will be getting a first edition, <laughs> 25 of 25 Detour to Neverland magnets. We already have a few claimed. So if you're interested in that, we'd really love to have you over there. And that's what is making this episode possible. So Disney's Hollywood Studios, I think, is a, I'm either really hot or really cold on a lot of the places to eat here. I don't think I had ha- as much trouble here as I did in Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, I was kind of scraping to pull together a full list. Here, I had some options of things. I think we may have some controversial picks or some mainstays, quote unquote, that are left off of our list that a lot of people do enjoy. I would say this is the park more than any other that we will actually leave and go to a resort and eat more often than not, it's Riviera mm-hmm. or Boardwalk. Boardwalk. We'll take the Skyliner and then come back to Hollywood Studios. But there are some good things here. I think just because it's a more compact park, it almost feels like it's harder to get to those really sought-after places is kind of maybe the turnoff for me with a lot of these food options. You know, something that I've actually started to realize as we've gone through and we've made these lists and we've actually sat down to think about the best things that we've ever eaten. And I think more than ever, I'm beginning to realize we do depend pretty heavily on the resorts. I think we are very lucky to have so many resorts kind of at our disposal and they all have really good food And I don't know, I feel like the more we look at these theme parks, the more I'm recognizing we don't eat a lot of theme park food. Not nearly as much as I thought we did, I think is what I'm trying to say. The other, yeah, I would agree with that. And the other realization I had is we do not eat table service very often at all. And it's mainly just because we don't like to make reservations because we don't like to be pinned down on times. We just kind of go when we want to go and leave when we want to leave. A lot of times we make dining reservations and then we get cold feet like the night before and we'll cancel them. We do that quite often. So if you ever want a reservation last minute, uh, maybe just check 24 hours beforehand and there's a very good chance that we've dropped one. I mean, there's no way we're the only people who do that. There's got to be others like us out there. Probably so. So 
If you are new to this series, we've done this twice before. We did Magic Kingdom and Disney's Animal Kingdom. And we here are our categories. Breakfast, drinks, both non-alcoholic and alcoholic, snack, appetizer, entree, and dessert. So we'll run through, tell you all of our favorite things or the best thing we've ever had in each of those categories, tell you where to find them. I already know we have some crossovers or some duplicates on our list. So I've tried to make some honorable mentions on mine just to give our listeners some variety along the way. But ladies first, what is the best breakfast that you've ever had in Disney's Hollywood Studios? Do you want to say it on three together? (laughs) This is the one that we know for a fact we have some overlap. And it is breakfast tachos. Well, technically, if you check on the menu, it's called a breakfast bowl. But we call them tachos. They're also listed as potato barrels. Well, the lunch is called tachos. Yes. So technically what it is, they're potato barrels, which are tater tots, in a brisket country gravy. I did want to ask you this question, Brendan, just to make sure that I'm not crazy. They do have eggs on them, right? They do. But it doesn't list it in the menu. So I don't know if they changed it or if they just feel like everyone should know that there are eggs involved, but they weren't listed in the official description. Well, that is interesting. And the other thing that I I didn't I didn't even look up the menu for this one just because I knew I a I knew that they don't call them breakfast tachos, so that makes me annoyed every time I look at them. Yeah, that you're right. They don't list eggs. They also list all of their lunch options under their breakfast menu. So something tells me there's something like off about the online menu for Woody's lunchbox. But anyway, yeah, it's tater tots, country gravy, and eggs, and green onions on top. It's very simple. It's a pretty basic meal. I will say the portion size is incredible. You get a really good amount of food and i mean it fills you up and then you're ready to go for a full park day and we do eat normal lunch tachos quite often and the reason why i think i guess spoiler alert those did not make my list the reason why i think the breakfast are better is because i prefer the gravy over the chili that they use for the breakfast ones i think it's uh more viscous is that the right word <laughs> right? What are you trying to say, like, it sir? It covers everything better. The chili, I feel like, is, I don't I know. I mean, it's not a liquid. Yeah, chilies. I guess, depending on how people make it. I guess I understand what you're saying. I'm not a huge chili fan, which is also why the breakfast version made my list, and I also did not put the lunch-slash-dinner version on my list either. But I'm also just a breakfast person. You are, but you're not a morning person, so it's a really... It's a shame. Yeah, it is. So I did put in a backup because I knew that we both put this one on our list. And this also comes from Woody's Lunchbox. And it is the S'mores French Toast Sandwich. I've only had this once. It's, for me, I am more of a savory person for breakfast. I really, really don't like sweets for breakfast. So I I would want to put this into a different category, but they stopped serving it at 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So you can only get it for breakfast. It is very good. It's just the wrong time of day for me. But if you're looking for just something that is over the top 
sweet, ooey, gooey, chocolatey, marshmallowy, the s'mores French toast sandwich is right up your alley. I mean, it's definitely only something that you can get at a theme park. You know, it's not something that you're going to want to eat all the time. But I will say, I think I ordered this the first time we ever went because I was super excited. I love s'mores, love French toast. What a combination. It seemed like a match made in heaven. And then I saw your tachos and I've never turned back. So that's kind of where we're at on that one. That's a bumper sticker right there. Tachos for life. Tachos. No looking back. Breakfast tachos for life. Once you go tachos, you never go back. (laughs) But I will say it is worth a try. It is good, but you probably want to share it. Yeah. If you're a sweet person, you'll like it, which we love Mm -hmm. sweets. I just don't like them for breakfast for some reason. It's a lot in the morning. Makes me need a nap, I feel like. Yeah. Next is the category of drink. So I picked a non-alcoholic and an alcoholic. Did you do the same? I did. I bet we have the same non-alcoholic. I know. I can, you go first. So I went first for breakfast. You go first for drinks and I have a backup. Okay. My non-alcoholic selection is the Tatooine Sunset. And a lot of times you can find this at Ronto Roasters. It's not always listed on the menu, but I think they always have it if I'm correct. And this is one of those, you can actually get this in Galaxy's Edge in Disney's land as well. Batu West, if you will. <laughs> and I think there they serve it at Docking Bay 7, if I'm not mistaken. But here in Hollywood Studios, most of the time, if they have it, they're serving this out of Ronto Roasters. And what it is, it is unsweetened tea, lemonade, melon, and blueberry. And... At first, we're sweet tea. We we used to drink a lot more sweet tea than we do now. We're trying to cut back on our sugar intake. But if it was sweet tea, it would be too much. The lemonade and the blueberry and the melon provide the sweetness, and it's just very nice and refreshing. To us, this is going to sound like it's not a great comparison. To us, it tastes like Publix tea, which Publix makes a dang good batch of tea. So, I mean, the best that you can buy, honestly. It tastes like a mixture of all their different fruit teas that they have. Wouldn't you say that's accurate? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. And we just kind of stumbled on this by surprise. I don't even know how we found it one day. I think we were just hot and we needed a drink and it looked appealing. And now whenever we think about it, we get one. We didn't get one yesterday when we were there. So I'm kind of disappointed right now. We should have. What is your non-alcoholic drink choice? Mine is actually different. So probably just because I forgot about yours. I went with the Mystic Portal Punch from, again, Woody's Lunchbox. Are you going to leave Woody's Lunchbox at all in this day of eating? To be debated. (laughs) (laughs) Debated or determined? Uh, Whatever. (laughs) Both, I guess. It's debatable. Um, But this is, it's one of those mixtures where they take a Powerade and they put some other juices with it. It's kind of like a melony kiwi. And now they serve it frozen. It used to just be over the rocks. (laughs) I don't over ice, I guess. Um, But now it's frozen. We honestly haven't had the frozen frozen version just because we're not a big fan of frozen drinks, but it's good. 
It is good. I guess if you just leave it out long enough, then it'll become non-frozen. Do you think that would dilute the taste? Maybe. Maybe a little. But still good. My alcoholic drink choice, and I do have to say, before we go on to alcoholic, actually, I didn't think about it until now when I was thinking about Galaxy's Edge. Blue and green milk would fall into this category. I guess let's settle the debate for now and forevermore. You know we're not going to because we don't agree. Green milk. Blue milk. It's like me and 5% of the population. Well, actually, it's like 60% of the overall population doesn't like either. Of the 40% that do, only 5% of those people like green milk. And the rest of you are all blueies, I guess. I mean, it's the superior version. It's really not, though. I don't even have a rebuttal to that. I just think you're wrong. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, I think that's another honorable mention. It's like a novelty, though. Neither of them, I don't think, are refreshing enough to warrant getting them very often. No, I can't tell you the last time that we've gotten a blue or a green milk. It just... Like it doesn't speak to us on a normal occasion. Yeah. Okay, my alcoholic drink choice is actually kind of lame. I don't know why I just equate Hollywood Studios with beer. I don't really think of cocktails very often when I think of here, but they do have one that I get every single time that we go to this location, Baseline Tap House, which is probably our favorite in-park bar. That's another episode that we could do. Best okay. in park part. La Cava would be up there mm-hmm. as well. But anyway, Baseline Tap House, the North Coast Red Seal beer. So it's a red ale. It's crisp. It's refreshing. It's from California, which is very important to me when I'm drinking at Baseline, Baseline Tap House, is that I need it to be a California beer, not an imposter Florida beer that I can get everywhere else. California beer, and it is very good. Why does it have to be California? Because that's the whole theme and the whole story of that area and of Baseline Tap House. It's supposed to be a taste of California. I just needed, you know, after that remark, I just had to check. Okay. Had to see what the reasoning was. Mine actually comes from, I would argue, the coolest bar in Hollywood Studios, Oga's Canteen. I'm surprised you didn't mention anything from Oga's. Cantina. Cantina, and it's the Outer Rim. Now, this one is probably the lamest out of the Oga's drinks because it's basically a glorified margarita, but it is very good. It has your tequila, lime juice, and then a black salt rim, and that's what makes it fun. If they need to get the black ant rim over from La Cava. That would make it even better. Ew, you think? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. Tahine are best when it comes to margaritas. There was another drink that I was going to pick from Oga's. It's the one with like the cream in it, but it is a little weird. So I prefer this one more. I believe you were talking about the Sky Hopper or something like that. That sounds right. I like all of the other ingredients, but the cream, or I think it's half and half that they put in there, gives it a, a different texture. Here it is. It's the T16 Sky Hopper Tito's. Bowls, lemon, uh, bowls, melon, liqueur, kiwi, and half and half. So it's an interesting combination, but I do prefer the outer rim. 
I'm going to be honest. When I was thinking about this, I really, my mind couldn't leave baseline enough to think about Ogas. It really didn't even really cross my mind. I thought that you were going to pick that drink that you just had a couple weeks ago from the Oasis Canteen, the one next to Indiana Jones. Oh, that one was pretty good. That's almost like a little hidden bar that we found recently because there is never a line there. And they have a full bar pretty much. And it's just a little stand that can make you almost anything right there. That's what I was going to say. So we take our drinks and then we go and sit by Echo Lake and we sit by Gertie. We have our coffee with Gertie. We have our drinks with Gertie. If she would ever open up, we can have ice cream with Gertie. She has opened up. She just has very limited hours. Well, I need her to extend her. Don't push her too hard. She's just getting back into the swing of things. Well, I understand that. It's rough for everybody, Gertie. Are you ready to move on to snack? Oh, I'm ready. Go ahead. This one took me by surprise again recently. I went with the jalapeno cheese pretzel. That we got over from the little pretzel stand. We had a whole debate about the name. I don't even remember what it was. But it's over by Rock and Roller Coaster. Someone told us it was like Pretzel Palooza or something. Someone, I mean, I think you mean by me. I think that's what I said it was called. By uh-huh. someone. You mean me. You are a someone. I am a someone. I am pretty sure that's the name. But that's where they've hidden the like the specialty pretzels if you want something other than just your mickey pretzel and i really enjoyed it it was stuffed with the cheese which i wasn't expecting so you don't even have to get the like the dipping cheese which we did anyway i know i hate calling it that because i love it so much i love it too i don't i'm not ashamed of plastic cheese i just think that's the best description of for my own self though i don't want to call it plastic cheese like selfishly i want to believe it's better than that uh, it deserves a better pure name pure cheese in a cup that's what you want me to call it <laughs> thank you yeah that's a lot better actually so you don't actually need the cheese in a cup because it has it inside it was kind of crispy on the outside it did because of the jalapenos it gave it a little spice but nothing just a crazy smidge. exactly just a smidge to keep things interesting and i really enjoyed it that was good. I think you enjoyed it more than me. I actually picked a pretzel for my favorite snack as well, but from a different location, the Bavarian pretzel from Baseline Tap House. I I don't know how you could possibly think that the jalapeno one is better than this one. Because I think it's better. <laughs> oh, well, that was a heck of an explanation. What's yours? Yours is just an average Joe pretzel. But Mine comes, is stuffed with cheese. But it comes with beer cheese to dip it in. Now, hot tip. This gets very confusing sometimes, especially in the day and age of masks. When you order this, we've made this mistake before. Mm-hmm. You order. You say, I want the pretzel with cheese. You need to say, like pretzel and dipping cheese or something because they also serve a cheese plate at baseline tap house they have a charcuterie board and he accidentally rang us up for both we honest you should honestly probably just say i want the pretzel and then it's going to come with the things i don't know why we were inclined to say pretzel with cheese i guess we were just very excited but i've heard other people having this issue as well and yeah they accidentally 
because he gave us the total and Brendan's just like, do, 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 just going about his day. I was like, no, that's not right. And then, of course, he gave us the receipt or something or we asked. And, of course, they fixed it for us. But it's easy to miss or miss here in there. It does get a little loud if there are a lot of people. Yeah, but I I don't know. It seems like it's a good, Hollywood Studios is a good place for pretzels. It is. I mean, that one's a lot bigger, I will say. It's more shareable than and the my beer cheese, though. Okay. Okay. Stuffed stuffed cheese. It goes with my stuffed crust. This is what is called compromise. You take the jalapeno pretzel and then you dip that in beer cheese. I mean, yeah. You could dip anything in beer cheese. Ice cream. Okay, sir. That was too far. Popcorn. We did have at Boathouse, they had beer cheese grits for brunch. That was something. It was. We're going to have to talk about that soon. We will. Next on our list is our appetizer. What is the best appetizer you've ever had in Disney's Hollywood Studios? Well, it's your first. Tell me that you like structure without telling me that you like structure. I'm very type A personality we gotta stick to the plan sir okay my turn my favorite appetizer in disney's hollywood studios i feel like most people would expect this to show up on the list at some point and i will put it here and it is the cob salad from the brown derby i am not as high on this as a lot of other people i think a lot of people get caught up in it being called the legendary cob salad and Every blog that you read on Hollywood Studios says that you have to eat it. It's good. It's a good salad. I think my real issue with it is I never want a salad when I'm in a theme park. And it's not that I want to eat unhealthy. It's just when you're walking around and your adrenaline's high, I just want something more filling a lot of times. But the Cobb salad is good. It's, I mean, it comes great, with all the even. things that we like on a salad. It has the egg. It has the bacon. Avocado. Well, you like avocado. I mean, it is tasty. We get no blue cheese, though. Yeah, we're not Keep blue it cheese far, people. far, far away. But that's a pretty solid pick. That's a surprise. That is kind of out of left field. I think appetizer is what I struggled with the most, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. My appetizer is... I don't know if it really counts for an appetizer, Um, but I went with the barbecue brisket melt from Woody's Lunchbox. As an appetizer. As an app. If you cut it into small pieces, you could share is my thought process. I just had to include it in here, and I didn't think it was worthy of my entree. So this is how I kind of snuck it in there because it is very good. This is what I want when I go to Woody's Lunchbox for – Anything but breakfast because you have the brisket, you have the barbecue sauce. It's on sourdough bread with two different types of cheeses. You got the cheddar and the Monterey Jack, and it's just really good. I mean, I I'm not disagreeing with anything that you're saying. I'm that just you're judging that you you're put it judging. in an appetizer. Next time we go, I'm gonna make you eat this as an appetizer. <laughs> no, I just specifically stated it's for sharing. As an appetizer. Yep. You know what they say. If you can't decide what to get for an appetizer, get a sandwich. <laughs> there have been weirder appetizers before. 
<laughs> I picked a salad and you picked a sandwich. But there we go. And put it together and it's the perfect combination. Entree. Is it me or you? You're the one keeping track. Um, it's it's my turn now. Okay, please Thanks go for ahead. asking. For my entree, I'm picking the oven-baked chicken parmesan. So... Where's that from? Mama Melrose. Oh, I've never had that. So it's chicken parmesan from Mama Melrose. Are you sure you've never had it before? I may have at some point, but obviously it was pretty forgettable. Oh my gosh. So when it's oven baked, does that mean it's not like a fried chicken parm? Like not breaded? No, it's definitely breaded. It's chicken parm. Okay, I just... You probably put it in the oven and let all the cheeses... Bake on it. Okay. I I was just wondering. That was a very specific. They called out the cooking method in the title, so I didn't know if they had took because another. Because it makes you feel like a warm hug when you eat it. It's oh. chicken parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> we're not comprehending here. No, I get it. I get it. Chicken parm. The I'm last... also noticing a trend here that you've picked Italian here and in Magic Kingdom. Well, I thought the exact same thing when I was picking it. I was like, this kind of stinks because it's almost the exact same dish. Clearly, we have a type when it comes to eating. Carbs. Carbs. <laughs> but I did genuinely try to look up other menus. Like, I, we just did Hollywood and Vine. Womp Honestly, womp. yeah, I would not recommend that. You mm-hmm. can ask us for our unfiltered opinions well, at just, another time. Real quick. Real quick, just quick aside. We had it last year for the Halloween dine. It was amazing. We raved about it for basically a whole year. Yesterday, or yeah, yesterday, mm-hmm. not good. From start to finish, just not good. Yeah, it was not something that I would feel comfortable recommending anymore is kind of how we left it. Because we did. We recommended it to everyone. The characters awesome we said the food was awesome you know even though it was like a modified character experience oh we raved about it that is a future episode topic write this down yes of places that we recommended in the past but we no longer do because i feel like there's quite a few disappointing though that's kind of like a but there's other things that we used to not recommend but have risen up the ranks for us that's true. But back to my Mama Melrose. This is one that I feel like does get overlooked quite a bit. It's back in that Muppets courtyard area. Literally, you don't go back there unless you're leaving Muppets or looking for the Christmas store. Which is still not open. Which is not open. So it gives you even less of a reason to go back there. But we have been here a few times, either with your family or my family, when we've been looking for a table service meal. And I have always left happy. Now, again, I would want to try it again because I think the last time we had it was probably before our princess race in 2020, in February of 2020. So it's been a while. Um, But yeah, like I was saying, I genuinely looked at a lot of the other menus, like the drive-in, the sci-fi drive-in, that didn't really speak to me. I think 50s primetime is one that we need to revisit because I haven't been in a number of years. And have you ever been? I've never been. 
So maybe that's one that we need to revisit because it is like comfort food, which obviously we have a type and that. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that one would have something that would speak to us. Meatloaf. Probably Nothing meatloaf. says theme parks like meatloaf. Ooh, maybe some mac and cheese. Yeah. But what's yours? Mine, I feel like this is controversial. I've not really met anybody else that thinks that this is a remarkable meal. But every time I eat it, I am just overjoyed with how good it is. And it is the fried Endorian Tip Yip from Docking Bay 7. I would eat this very regularly. You do not like Docking Bay 7, like, at all. You never want to go there with me. No, I, I don't. It just doesn't speak to me. I just, I don't know why. I like the breading that's on it. I love the, I think sometimes I get it with mashed potatoes. Sometimes I get it with mac and cheese, but then it comes with like some broccolini or it's something too. It's the kids version that comes with mac and cheese. Yeah, but I so think we've you done can the sub kids it, version. But I think you can sub it for the adult version too. You probably could. It's Disney. Yeah. So, but I just, I like the chicken. I think it has a little bit of spice. Now they do have a new spicy version, which I think you might like more than me. I would be willing to try it. I heard it actually like lights you up <laughs> quite a bit, which you love spicy food. So, I do. but I, I don't know. I think that this is a slept on meal. The fried and durian tip yip. I wish that they did not give in to people wanting them to put more user-friendly names on the um, menu items. I thought they did away with that. Did they? I thought they like put them up there and then decided they hated it and then went back. Oh, maybe so. It's been a while. Anyway, tip you up is what you're looking for. It's chicken. And I it's should... in like a cube. Exactly. I, I love it's a cube of chicken. It's like a giant chicken nugget is how I feel. That's a pretty good description, actually. I like it. And I think that is the best entree I've ever had in Hollywood Studios. Now, before we move on to dessert, I guess let's just, we're not big fans of Brown Derby. For some reason, we've just, like the Cobb salad is good, but nothing else there really speaks to us. So people may be asking, oh, there's got to be a better dish at Brown Derby. And there might be... But it's hard. When we look at prices, it's very hard for us to justify going there, I think, is the biggest issue. So we can probably get the best thing we ever ate there. It's just not, I don't know, there's some barrier to entry for us. I was going to say that. I do think when we are eating, even in the theme parks, we we do try to like know what we're paying for and what we're eating. And we weigh the costs versus what we're eating. And like you said, we've been disappointed from Brown Derby in the past, so it's kind of hard to get us to go back and give it another try if we're not excited for it. Like we were just saying, it's going to be hard to get me to go back to the Hollywood and Vine to give it another shot because that's an expensive meal too. So when you start getting into table service, it's just one of those... There's less margin for error. You get burned pretty quickly. Exactly. Especially at Disney. So dessert, I believe neither of us picked something from a table service restaurant. Is that correct? That is correct. And is it my turn? It is. This is one that we actually talked about beforehand. We had the same one. We knew we were going to pick the same one. So I'm going, 
with the one that I'm sharing is actually my second favorite one. And it is another staple of Disney's Hollywood Studios. And it is the carrot cake cookie from Charlie Carr Cafe. That is another one. It can fit into multiple categories. You could eat it for breakfast, get it with your coffee at the Starbucks location. You could eat it for a snack throughout the day. But I do think it makes a nice, good dessert. I mean, and it's kind of like a whoopie pie. It's very similar. Um, They had a red velvet version of this last year for Christmas. That was excellent. You could tell they used a lot of the same, uh, I don't know. It it was similar to the carrot cake cookie. It was just swapped out for red velvet. Mm -hmm. But the carrot cake, it's... It never disappoints. It's just, it's always excellent. You can never go wrong with it. It's one that I feel very, very safe recommending to people. Yeah, no, that is a solid choice. It's very good. And you might be a little hesitant, like carrot cake. That sounds, ooh, why would I want carrot cake? It's, it's, I know people hate this. I can't even say the word. I know people <laughs> hate it. It starts with an M. Yeah, and it ends with an oyst. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has like a, I mean, would you call it like a cream cheese yeah, kind of icing? Like, yeah, it's like a cream cheese icing in there. It's good. Very good. Now My, share our favorite. Our absolute favorite dessert that we do get regularly is the Wookie Cookie. It's another Whoopie Pie. You can get it at the Backlot Express. Or at least that's always where we get it. I think it was somewhere else originally. Um... Or maybe know. not. No, I think it's always been a backlot. Well, we get it from backlot, and it is an oatmeal cookie, not oatmeal raisin, just oatmeal, and it has an icing in the middle. That but is it's, to die for. It's not cream cheese, and it's not even like a royal icing. The last time I was eating it, I was trying to pinpoint what kind of icing it is, and it was so light and fluffy that I would almost compare it to like a whipped cream kind of cool whip icing. I mean, the best comparison is that it's basically a giant version of a Little Debbie oatmeal cream pie. But see, the icing is wrong. I think it's pretty similar. Hmm. So I don't have a, to be the tiebreaker here. I ate a lot of those growing up. Yeah, and then I ate a lot of them when we went. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm very familiar with the oatmeal cream pies. It is similar to that in like a blown up version. If you were to go to Pim's Test Kitchen and like put one of those in the machine and you would get a Wookiee cookie. But I do think the icing is a little off. Well, the ratio is higher. There's more cream filling than than a, than the ratio that you get in an oatmeal cream pie. That's still not it, though. But I do <laughs> commend your analysis. Oh, thank you. Yes. It is one of those that you can split it. I think you could split it three ways, maybe four ways, depending on how hungry your family is. We split it two ways, and a lot of times we don't finish it. I couldn't finish it last time because it's very sweet. The cookies are huge. So, And then it comes with the little chocolate um, belt on the top, which is super cute. The chocolate belt is nothing to write home about, but it does make it look like chewy. Yeah. Do you have any other honorable mentions? You know, I really didn't. I tried really hard to think of some, you know, like I went through galaxy's edge 
And, you know, the blue milk came to mind, but it's one of those things like, do you really want to recommend it? So then I didn't. And is it bad Joffrey's kept coming up? Because I feel like we always get Joffrey's when we're back there by Tower of Terror. But that's like nothing to write home about. It's interesting how you equate different parks with different foods. To me, the biggest things that stick out in Hollywood Studios are coffee and pretzels <laughs> like the, and beer. Those are like the three mainstays of what we get in Hollywood Studios. But it's different. Like to me, Animal Kingdom is all about cocktails. Like they have a lot of good cocktails. Or uh, Mr. Kamal's fries. Yeah. Are the first thing that come to my mind. So it's interesting. But Magic Kingdom has a lot of coffee. We, we get coffee quite often when we go there too. Maybe that's an us problem. Yeah, but I don't really think about coffee that much in Epcot. And maybe it's just based on the time of day that we go. Well, that's true. That's a good point. The other, the only honorable mentions that I had for Hollywood Studios for best thing I ever ate was the velvet cookie. That, but I didn't want to mention it just because it was a Christmas only special. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. The one that I think people are going to be upset with us about is Ronto wraps, and I wish we liked them. I really wish we did. Our life would be so much simpler if we did like them. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I would love to like a Ronto wrap because I think it's very shareable. We could probably get one and feel full and just love life. (laughs) But there's just something weird about it. And I think that's why we were so pleased with the shawarma when we went to Avengers Campus was because me personally, I was a little nervous that it was going to be like a Ronto wrap situation. And it wasn't. So there's just something weird about eating like a hot dog for breakfast with a Ronto wrap. And even the normal Ronto wrap, though, I just don't like it. Yep. So you talked about at the beginning of this episode, or we both talked about how this is the park that we leave most often to go other places. I wonder if when we do our resort version of this series, we need to break it into like Epcot area resorts, Animal Kingdom area resorts. Because I feel like if we just say resorts... We are in way over our heads, but maybe we can make it work. There's yeah, more I am options very than nervous. anywhere else. Yeah. Well, that's also why. So Brendan asked me today, like, which park would you rather talk about, Epcot or Hollywood Studios? I pushed off Epcot for another week or, you know, however long, because that one makes me a little nervous. I feel like there's going to be a lot of good options in Epcot. Well, and it's hard not to just pick festival items. Yeah, I I think maybe those will be our honorable mentions. Maybe would we be pick some of the a festival, festival item and an Epcot mainstay item in each category. Ooh, in each category. Well, we'll have to figure this out. Yeah. Any other thoughts before we sign off? No, I mean, unless anyone has any viable recommendations for us in the future, we're always down to widen our. Horizons when it comes to Hollywood Studios foods, because we are haters. Oh, we're not haters. You're not a hater of Hollywood Studios food? I would say an alternative and nicer way of putting it is that I am a Riviera and Boardwalk lover. (laughs) Okay, touche. 
So we thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if you are interested in joining our Patreon, the link is down in the show notes below. Pop on over there, read everything that's being offered in that first tier. We'd love to know your feedback. If you are something you're not interested in right now, but there's maybe something that we could provide that would make it interesting to you or make it of value to you, let us know. We want to hear those things along the way. So things we're doing right now, we're doing bonus episodes once a month. We're doing tutorials and how-tos of things that we've picked up over the last four years of being content creators. Three years. Three years. Isn't that wild? been so long i thought it was four years <laughs> i do that too with like our wedding anniversary i always think we're married longer <laughs> well, i guess time flies when you're having fun right exactly yep so we'd love for you to check that out it is patreon.com slash detour to neverland or you can click that link down in the show notes and don't forget first 25 people will get that magnet and for those of you who have who already signed up they will be coming I believe they are supposed to arrive at our house on the 16th of September. We will turn them around and ship them out. Same day, so you'll be getting those very, very soon. And we thank you guys for being there with us from the beginning. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will chat with you on Thursday. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.